Alrighty, good evening, everyone. This is uh, Guru and the Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Little uh, evening rendition as we've gotten a chance to digest uh, everything that's happened in the NFL. Week five Sunday upon us. Wiz, good evening. How are you? Doing well. Yankees are in a tough battle here to advance. It's one up uh, as we're talking here going into the eighth inning. So uh, a lot of uh, excitement about that. Uh, seems that probably for the rest of the season there's a, a good a good chance that we're going to see double headers of Monday Night Football, Tuesday games, a lot of stuff. Um, that uh, that you know seems seems happening uh, last few weeks, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if that continued. Yeah, look, it's interesting. Um, you, you know, for some time I've been uh, very anti Thursday night football. Uh, you know, we've had some discussions around that with uh, groups of friends of, of ours. Uh, I, I love the Monday night doubleheader. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Uh, you know, I don't know how the NFL actually feels about it. You know, from a rating standpoint, certainly love to see precisely what's going on there but I think it's I think it's great and this week we get an extension with a Tuesday game and I'm, I'm guessing the Tennessee Titans will be playing uh, quite underhand uh, undermanned if you will uh, a lot of people on that COVID list for them so and they haven't played football or practiced in a long time uh, at least at least not officially so yeah there's a, there's a lot happening here um, we're lucky to get a, a false positive for that Jet Cardinal game on Sunday, so that's going on as scheduled. And there's a tight ring around this stuff. Like you, you look at kind of the information around uh, where the NFL doctor, uh, Dr. Alan Sills, stepped in and, and made the decision for the Patriots to keep their facility closed. Uh, players that were in close contact with Stephen Gilmore, they identified those players, they've been monitoring those players. So the, the process is working to the best of its ability given that the NFL is not in a bubble. So it, it's a tricky situation. I don't know if we ever do go to a kind of a pseudo bubble situation uh, in the NFL, but they're, you know, we're, we're trying to progress here and move forward and hopefully we do. Uh, you know, we both think that the Tennessee Titans, uh, and I think you made some great points on the last podcast about not giving an advantage to another team, but they're, they're going to pay for this uh, in, in other ways for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's probably the right punishment uh, in that type of situation. And look, let's just hope uh, it's uh, it's scheduled now for Tuesday. Let's just hope the, the game goes on because, you know, it really – can start confusing and, and making it very complicated for fantasy football league if they start moving to like and, and and having an 18th week of the NFL season. So, you know, some teams play an 18th week and a lot of teams don't. It could, it could get kind of complicated and messy. So, I guess we're just gonna hope for the best at this point. There's really nothing to do except just take this on a on a week by week basis. And uh, right now we're in, we're going to week five. Yeah, and so uh, just going back and looking at last night's game, uh, the the Bears and, and, and the and the Bucks, we kind of thought the under would be in play, and, and and certainly that was the case. Though, you know, neither of us hopped on that. Uh, we got a little bit of a bad break with the with, with the Keyshawn Vaughn injury early in that game, and he really didn't get back. It was a, it was a tough game to watch last night. You know, I tell you. <laughs> The, the Chicago Bears at 4-1 and one certainly is a big surprise to me It's at this point in time. Uh, you know, they definitely gutted that victory out. Um, Brady feeling the impact of, of kind of less weapons around him for sure. He threw a couple of lollipops last night. It, it, was, it was a tough game to watch overall. I, I, I had difficulty focusing on that one last night. I'm going to tell you 
you something. You know, there's not much talk about it, but I want to talk about it for a minute. Is the game was played sloppily and the game was officiated sloppily. First of all, how the heck did they call that Ronald Jones play an incompletion right in the smack in the middle of the field at the three yard line? Like nobody called it a catch. Everyone called it an incompletion. Uh, and he rolled in, wasn't touched. They called it an incompletion on the field. It obviously got reversed. It was an easy catch. But because of uh, of the continuation rule, they had to, like, call a third down, a catch at, like, the two-yard line, and they threw it into Evans after that. But that was a horrible call. I thought some of the roughing, the passive calls were, were horrific, random, um, and 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 just and just poor calls. They missed a, um, uh, a you know the offensive lineman came out of his stance like a second before the defender got across the line of scrimmage. They called that on the. I, I thought like some of these games. I don't know if it's the Thursday night game, but I, I in these Thursday night games the officiating has been horrific, and I thought it was horrible refereeing last night. Yeah, the Jones thing. I, I was I was. I was so angry. I was going against Mike Evans in a couple of leagues, <laughs> him getting that cheap touchdown uh, when it should have been a Ronald Jones touchdown. Just, just so infuriating. Yeah, it really, it really was. But uh, look, you know, it's part of it. Like, you know, the players are human, the coaches are human, the, the you know, and, and the refs are human. So there's going to be some missed calls and some bad calls. But man, this is starting to become difficult to watch and. I- just, you know, somebody's that roughing the car. I don't like it. Just it just seems like uh, there these these blatant calls that were missed one way or the other, like penalties that should have been called that weren't. Like they called a couple of roughing the penalty pass penalties that weren't, and then Brady got the the one where the guy came in low on him. That's like the the number one thing that they look for. They're really worried about quarterbacks getting knee injuries, and they didn't call that one. It just it seemed random, and the and the refereeing was just I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was pretty poor last night. Yeah, I think uh, one thing uh, in in that game, which you know, keeping a close eye on um, uh, Vita Vea at the end of that game with a with a with an end of season injury, and and we know how well that this uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer team has been playing, and he's been a big part of that run stopping defense. So uh, something just to watch, you know, because this has been such an effective defense, uh, you know, for for the start of the year. But that that injury towards the end of the game was not a good injury for the uh, Buccaneers. Yeah, he's definitely one of the elite um, most tackles in football, and uh, and uh, his his ability to stop the run really is one, he's one of one of the best at it. It's certainly going to be a loss. Uh, so, are we ready to move on to uh, the love him and leave him segment uh, this week? Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, let's uh, get to it. Um, you know, I think uh, I think there's some interesting matchups this week. Uh, I'll, I'll lead us off today, you know, at the, at the quarterback position, and I'll, I'll mention the one guy uh, that I, I that I really like this week, who's kind of probably outside most people's top ten that I think should be in the top ten this week, and then I'll mention a couple of guys that, um, well, actually, just one guy that I'm going to stay away from this week, or I think his performance will be under. So I'm going to start with the guy whose whose performance I'm I'm a little concerned about coming into the week, and it's going to be Lamar Jackson. So, um, you know, Lamar Jackson's coming in with a little bit of an injury. I, I don't particularly like the way the passing game has looked. 
Um, if he's not going to be running the same effectiveness this week, I think those expecting like a monster week. And, and I think the Bengals have really kept games honest so far. So I think those expecting, you know, a top three, four performance from, from Lamar Jackson, a quarterback, maybe slightly disappointed in this game. I'm taking a little bit of a step back on, on Lamar Jackson. And the quarterback that I'm going to say that's outside the top 10 that I think is going to be a top 10 performer this week, and just as a matchup because they've been a quarterback patsy for the start of the year, and that's uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, in the Dome against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, he's a guy that I think will be a top 10 quarterback this week. Yeah, Bridgewater's got a got a great matchup, and he, I think he's ranked uh, fairly high. Um, so I'm going to give uh, a couple guys that I like this week. Uh, I'm going to give a fade as well, and then I'm going to give somebody down the list in um, in a super flex league to keep your eye on. Um, you know, if you if you have to start two quarterbacks or you can start two quarterbacks, it's probably outside the top 20, or definitely is outside the top 20 that I kind of like this week. So my fade this week is going to be Josh Allen. Um, I know he's been elite. I know he's probably him and Russell Wilson are uh, you know leading the way for the MVP voting, and he's been spectacular. But the Tennessee Titans have mastered the art of the ugly. They make these games ugly, especially at home. I know once in a while they'll play a shootout, you know, like they did against the Vikings, but they like to play ugly football. I think this will be more of an ugly type game, and I'm not saying the Bills won't win it. They can win it. It's going to be a, a close game, a good game, I'm hoping at least. But I'm fading Josh Allen this week. I know they all have him in the top three. Uh, every ranking for the week, DraftKings, whatever you can do, he's you know ranked in the top three. But I'm going to fade Josh Allen. I think uh, I, I think he he's not worth where he's he's ranked at and his value if you're playing a daily fantasy lineup. So I'm fading Josh Allen. The guy, my player that my quarterback that I like that's outside the top ten that I think will definitely finish inside the top ten is somebody we haven't seen in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I love the fact that, you know, Kittle's got a, a week under his belt. I think that Debo Samuel kind of kicked the rust uh, off last week. Uh, so, Mostert back. I think their offense is going to be almost back to full form uh, for the first time all year. So, Garoppolo ranked definitely outside as a quarterback one, uh, probably not considered the top 12. I think he'll finish inside the top 10. And one all the way down the list, Kyle Allen going up against the Rams. And I know the Rams are good defense, you know, good pass rush, Aaron Donald and Ramsey. But Kyle Allen started out on fire last year when he replaced Cam Newton. So I think he may get off to another hot start. I think the Redskins could actually win this game. So in a super flex league, now of course, if you're only starting one quarterback, I'm not recommending Kyle Allen. But if you're in a super flex league and you, you know, you're know you not quite sure your second quarterback's on a bye week, I'm going to go with Kyle Allen as my second quarterback this week. Is kind of a guy that can finish inside the top 20 this week at quarterback. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I think, look, it'll be good for those offensive players uh, we talked about before. We've talked about McLaurin and guys like Logan Thomas at tight end, uh, and even though Antonio Gibson at running back, who, who I think is you know getting a little bit more uh, sure uh, in terms of his role in this team. So, yeah, it'll be good for all the offensive pieces there. And I'm, uh, I'm hoping that you're right. Uh, you know, I asked you about this. Uh, my partner and I uh, 
in the league, we have both Stafford and, and Rodgers, and they're both off this week. We're, we're trying to stream a quarterback. We're going back and forth between Garoppolo and Carr, um, and we decided to go with Garoppolo. So uh, let, let's see how that works out this week. Yeah, I benched Brady. Uh, I know he had 250 and a touchdown. I benched him and actually starting Garoppolo in a similar situation where Brady and Stafford and didn't love the Thursday matchup, you know, so uh, I got Garoppolo in there, so uh, I've, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. All right, so let's move along uh, to to running back. Um, and uh, I like a couple of running backs this week. I'm not going to give the low-hanging fruits of, you know, the uh, Ezekiel Elliott against the Giants or Clyde edwards Delaire against, you know, Vegas. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to give the low-hanging fruit. fruit. I'm, I'm going to give a few different players. Uh, one player who I love to be in the top ten this week is Mike Davis. Uh, I just think he's going to have a great all-around game, rushing and especially receiving. So he is definitely our RB1. One running one for me this week. Another pack as a player that hasn't been seen in weeks and weeks. Actually, he's probably hasn't been seen since the, maybe the first half of week one. Cam Akers. Uh, he's playing this week, and I had a feeling that you know the Rams are going to give him a decent amount of carries, and I think he's going to have a good running game, and I think he's going to lead the Rams' backfield this week in yardage. Um, so uh, he's like just a complete afterthought in the leagues at this point, probably not even in the top 30 or 35. But I think as far as a DraftKings guy or if you have body week issues, <clears throat> I kind of like Cam Akers this week. And then the third guy that I like this week is a player who's considered the number two running back on his own team. But when I watch the team play, he just seems to be livelier in the starter, and, I, and I'm going to go with Chase Edmonds this week um, against the Jets. I like him, again, a similar situation, rushing and receiving. I'm not saying there's going to be a changing of the guard in the next week or so, but that situation to me is not you know, an A and a B guy. That's more of like a 1 and 1A where they're almost going to get the same kind of usage. And uh, I like Chase Edmonds, and uh, that's a, that's something to keep your eye on. So another player who's, like I said, considered the the, the clear backup, probably ranked outside the rank outside the top 30 as running backs. But I think Chase Edmonds is going to have a good game, and he'll maybe finish inside the top 20 um, this week. And my faith for the week is Joshua Kelly. Uh, I know people are all going to be excited about Joshua Kelly. He's going to be the starter. You know, Eckler is going to be out four to six weeks. And people think that, you know, they're going to hand the keys to uh, the kingdom to Joshua Kelly this week. But, um I'm fading Joshua Kelly. I'm not saying he's not a good player. I'm not saying that he's not going to have good weeks upcoming. But for this game at the Saints, he's a he's a fade for me. So there you have my thoughts on Week Five running backs. So uh, it's you know we we don't talk about this stuff beforehand. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go right to your the guys that you like this week. And Chase Edmonds is on my list. And, I, yeah, I think this could be potentially evolving into more of a 50-50 uh, combination in terms of usage. Um, I, I, I agree with your terminology in terms of livelier. It just feels that way when he's in the game. He's got, he's got an extra burst in his step. Um, and, and the Jets aren't really a very good defense to start with. So, yeah, he's on my list as a guy who's going to 
outperform. I actually have him in two leagues. I'm, I'm actually starting him in both of those leagues. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear you think same. Two guys that I think will kind of be around the top seven this week. I, I know there's a lot of people that probably feel that Kareem's hunt role will, will not change at all. I, I think the thing that's really making me feel that this is going to be an even more potent week for Kareem Hunt is Darius Leonard will not be playing for the, for the Indianapolis Colts. Colt defense has played very well. He's probably their best defensive player. He won't be around. And I think Stefanski will lean, instead of a guy like Dearness Johnson, he'll still lean on, look, let's face it, Kareem Hunt was an elite back a couple of years ago before his uh, his off-the-field issues uh, took hold of him. So I look for Kareem Hunt to have a top five to seven week this week. And the other guy who is going to be facing a team that's allowing uh, 160 yards rushing on the ground weekly, and that's James Robinson from Jacksonville. Um, we know why they let go of uh, Leonard Fournette now. This guy has been as steady as she goes at the running back position thus far this year. I think he ranks number four in the NFL in rushing. It's a nice story. Undrafted guy. So I'm going with James Robinson as a top five to seven guy this week. Excellent. And uh, did he give us a fade? Yeah, and my fades this week, uh, there's, there's a defense that's that's rested and probably a little bit angry that had a week off last week. Uh, that offensive line is beat up in Philadelphia, but uh, Miles Sanders is going to have some tough sledding against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And game flow is a reason why I'm going to steer away from this player. I just have a feeling it's going to be a game where they're going to be playing from behind and that sort of thing. So don't don't expect big things from Josh Jacobs this week uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. So uh, with that said, are we... Uh you ready to move on to the wide receiver position. I guess you're up first here. Yeah, I am. So um, so let's look at wide receiver. And, you know, you mentioned Josh Allen as a fade, but you know, one of the receivers I do have as a guy who, who, who I think is going to be kind of top five to seven this, this week is, is Stefan Diggs. Um, I'm worried about the Titans coming back from this long break. They're going to have a lot of guys on both sides of the ball not going to be around. I'm, I'm going to be surprised if they actually – stay with the Bills this week. So I'm going with Stefan Diggs, who's who's proven to be a good commodity uh, in this offense. Um, the other guys who I really love this week, uh, your Minnesota Vikings haven't been stopping anybody. So I think this duo of Metcalf and Lockett will light it up this week against the Vikings. And the last guy, uh, you know, a guy we've talked about a little bit, but I don't see this team stopping anybody. And, and it's Robbie Anderson, uh, for, for the Carolina Panthers, I, I think uh, you'll see another big week from Robbie against this absolutely, de- de- completely demoralized and banged up Atlanta Falcons secondary. Um, and guys, I'm going to fade, you know, two, two guys. Um, one, Cooper Cup. I know he had that long touchdown last week. Washington's actually played very well against teams. The Rams are going to be traveling across the country. This defense, the front seven is very strong on this defense. Chase Young is supposed to play in this game. I think Jared Goff is going to have some trouble uh, finding his people because he's going to be running for his life a little bit. So I'm going to fade Cooper Cup this week. And the other guy I'm going to fade just because he's, you know, Corey Davis is not going to be around. Uh, I think Adam Humphreys is also going to be out. They've been off for a long time. A.J. Brown's going to have people all over him this week. I'm a fader of, even though people are excited he's going to be playing this week, but I'm going to fade A.J. Brown this week. Really, that's an interesting one to me. Really. Yep. Uh, even though he's, you know, he's going to get tremendous amounts of volume, huh? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Uh, I'm going to say that I'm, I'm not going to agree with the A.J. Brown one. Uh, I think he'll, he'll be solid. Um, as far as 
who I love this week, well, it's very easy. Just look at the Dallas Cowboys schedule, and when they're playing at home, you start Amari Cooper. They play two games at home, 6 for 100 and 12 for 134. They're at home against the Giants. Amari Cooper, to me, is a sure thing this week. I think I think Hollywood Brown wakes up this week. Um, he's been kind of quiet. I know he's 4 for 80 last week, but not Big, big games. I have a feeling that I like, you know, I know you put Lamar Jackson as your fade uh, for this week, but that, you know, I'm sure you don't think he's going to have a horrible game just where he's uh, in, in relation to where he's ranked. Exactly. So I, I'm going to go with Hollywood Brown. And then I'm going to go way down the list for my two sleepers. These Both of these wide receivers um, both of these wide receivers are, I don't even know uh, where they're ranked. I mean, the first one I'm about to mention is is probably ranked somewhere, you know, outside the top 40. And the other player, I don't even think the other player's family knows he plays football. But I'm going to give two players out. The first one is uh, Omai Zacchaeus for the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm going to tell you what I love about this player. First of all, there's a lot of things going his way this week. I, I think Julio Jones is on the wrong side of questionable. Uh, we saw what happened with Ridley. He's playing now on five days rest going into this game. He wasn't at 100%. And I think Zacchaeus is a better receiver, quite frankly, than Russell Gage. Um, and I think as the season goes on, that'll be that'll be seen. So he's he's... He's dra- he's ranked uh, so far down, and he's three thousand on DraftKings. Sprinkle him in there. I think you'll get some ownership leverage, and I think uh, it'll allow you to put some kind of you know the sure the sure things in there. And then another one, Travis Fogum um, on the Eagles, who's going to get a chance to play. And I know it's a tough matchup against the Steelers, but I think there's a real chance that he can hit some big plays in that game. Uh, on Sunday against the Steelers. So um, Zacchaeus and, and, and Travis uh, Fulgham are my big-time dark horse sleepers for this week, a wide receiver, and I'm fading Odell Beckham this week. Um, I just love that Colts defense. Uh, I think the running game is going to take a hit. Um, Nick Chubb is a good player, but he's not – I mean, uh, I mean, three months a good player, but he's not Nick Chubb. And I just don't think their running game is going to get on track the way it's been in the past, especially against that Colts defense, who is ranked number one against uh, in, in almost every of the crucial, all of the crucial stats this year. So I'm fading Odell Beckham this week at wide receiver. Yeah, I like I like it. I like it a lot. I think uh, all interesting. And I, I, I am very intrigued by uh, Olamide Zacchaeus. Absolutely, I think that's a very very good choice. All right, so let's go to. Uh... Let's go to the tight end position, and I am loving two tight ends this week. Um, the first one is Eric Ebron. Um, I mean, I don't even know how many catches George Kittle had last week, 20, 30, I don't know, against the Eagles. They had no interest in covering the tight end. I think uh, Roethlisberger and Ebron getting that connection seems to be getting a little better as, as the season has gone on. I think that will continue this week. Eric Ebron is a tight end who's certainly ranked outside the top 12, not considered tight end one. I think he's going to get in there. And believe it or not, 
I am loving Evan Ingram this week. Absolutely loving the tight end that I faded every of the first four weeks. My fade for the season. Everything we did in talking about fades at the tight end position. Evan Ingram was a lot of times the only player I mentioned for the entire season. But this week, I'm loving Evan Ingram, believe it or not. And my fate is going to be Tyler Higby. Uh, I just think he's going to be kept in to block and help against that strong defensive line, I think, uh, for the Washington football team. That's a, a tough matchup for the Rams' offensive line. So I, I just don't know how many, how many pass routes he's going to be running in that game. I think he's going to become a little bit more of a blocker than he has been in some games. So those are my two guys who I love, and I'm fading Tyler Higby. What do you say at tight end? Uh, so tight end this week, you, you took one of mine, and it, it was Ebron, so I, I'll, I'll leave that one alone. Uh, two other guys that I'm looking at this week that I think is gonna, are going to outperform. Before he went out with a concussion last week, you know, uh, Jordan Akins is definitely a guy that is being relied on a lot more in this offense. We know that uh, Watson can't really rely on, on the other guys in the offense. Brandon Cooks is just, you know, I just not going to work out. It was a bad trade to begin with. We talked about it from the beginning, but but Aikens is being leaned on more and more. And if he plays this weekend, be con- and it looks like he's he's trending towards that. Be confident in starting that player. And the other guy is I, I know AJ Brown's going to get a lot of attention, but I think Jonas Smith is a guy that I think is going to be a top five guy this week. I think he should be getting a lot of balls, those short passes around the line of scrimmage. He's a speedy guy, so so look for him to have a big game. And the guy I'm going to fade because I looked very deeply at this, and I was very shocked at what I found out. But only one time in his career has Travis Kelsey had over 15 fantasy points against the Raiders, and I thought that was absolutely stunning. So I'm, I'm going to go with history here, and I'm going to fade Travis Kelsey, because he's probably ranked too high given his history against the Raiders. Don't ask me why that's the case, but that is in fact the case. Wow, that is, that is absolutely fantastic. Wow, that is... Uh... That's 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 absolutely a bold uh, a bold fade on that one. You seem to have a pretty good gauge on uh, on uh, Travis Kelsey this year. You know when you when to when to start him, when you love him, when you kind of want to fade him, or when you think he's overvalued a little bit. So um, yeah, very uh, yeah. Very, but very, let's make it very clear. We we uh, you know I love the player, and it's never going to change. Uh, it's just that. We know how many weapons are in this offense, and you know from week to week, it's the script will change, and there will be games where Travis Kelsey will will, will catch you know ten passes for 110 yards and, and a couple of touchdowns. Uh, but I, you know, I just looked at the history, and I was very surprised at what I saw. Uh, and, and based on that, you know, most people are going to walk in, and he's going to be an automatic top three, top four tight end in the rankings this week. So I look at the history, and I'm going to say, you know, maybe not. All righty. Uh, we ready to move on to the uh, sports wagering portion of the uh, podcast where we uh, talk about the games we like for betting, and then we'll move on to the player props that we love as well. Uh, are you ready, or did you want to add anything about any of the position players this week? No, ready, ready when you are on the, uh, on the game lines. I'm going to go first as far as the betting lines because I only like one game strongly this week. Uh, there were a couple of games I was looking at. You know, I was kind of looking at Pittsburgh Link seven and a half. Uh, I decided against it. Uh, the one game I'm going with is uh, I'm going to go with the Colts. Uh, they're, I think, a one-point underdog at Cleveland. And uh, I just love that defense. And I think, you know, <laughs> 
it's going to be a very difficult thing for the Browns to be operating at the playing Cleveland, playing the Cowboys last week. Probably the worst defensive football now going up against the Colts. It's such a dramatic difference. I think the Colts can run run the ball, short passing game, um, and I just feel they're going to give Baker Mayfield a lot of trouble tomorrow. So my my one game that I'm I'm enjoying on Sunday from a betting perspective, the Colts. That's all I have as far as my wagers on games. How about you? Uh, it's interesting. I have three this week. Um, two underdogs and, and, and the same game that you just talked about. Uh, I like the under in the, in the Colt-Brown game. Um, I, I think um, let's see how this offense operates, like, I, like you were talking about, without uh, Nick Chubb. Uh, this isn't the Dallas Cowboy defense, as you mentioned. And it's not like the uh, Colt offense is kind of lit it up either. Uh, they've been a little lethargic. So 47.5 is the over-under, but I'm going to take the under in that game, okay? Uh, and the other two games, two dogs. The Bengals have been in every single game that they played this year. Uh, I'm going to take them plus 12.5 on the road against the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm going with Teddy Bridgewater get, and, and the Carolina Panthers. I think a team that's playing with purpose versus a team that's, uh, you know, trying to figure out wh- where the heck they're going. So I'll take the Carolina Panthers getting a point from the Atlanta Falcons. Excellent. Okay. So uh, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how that turns out. And uh, now we're going to move on to uh, the player props. And uh, I have looked at all the player props, and I'm loving – four or five and when I say four or five there's a player that I love and I'm just trying to decipher if I want to take him in receptions over or receiving yards over but I'm probably going to do both so I'm going to call it five before we get into specifics how many of them are you going to recommend out to the listening audience I have five as well Five as well, okay. Uh, and I noticed, but by the way, did you, did, you want to have at it. did you notice also there's a few games that there's, I guess they're waiting for some injury reports, so there are a few games. Uh, this is based on the markets that are out there right now, uh, but there are a few games that are not out there yet in terms of because of injury stuff. Like, I don't think the uh, Atlanta Falcons receivers are out there, you know, at this juncture. So we're going to be talking about everything that we see at, as we speak here tonight. All right, excellent. Okay, so, so so do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, well, what's your uh, what's your preference? It doesn't really matter. Okay, to you, me. you you go ahead. All righty, I'll start off. Uh, I'll start it off. Uh, well, you know, I don't have to do all five. Why don't we just go one for one? I'll go. I'll give my first one, then you give your first one, and then we could just uh, keep alternating uh, right. like that. So Sounds I, good. I'm gonna give first first one. I just absolutely love. Uh, I love love Gardner Minshew. Over 19 and a half yards rushing on Sunday against the Texans. Last year, he rushed two games against them for 30 something yards and like 60 yards against them. What I also love in a situation like that is I, for this week, I want to have over rushing for a quarterback that's going to be in a game where the quarterback is going to have the ball a lot. There's going to be a lot of possessions. It figures to be a wide-open game. There even could be a scenario where they're trailing and he's throwing the ball, and if he's dropping back the throw, that lends itself for him to taking off and run. He is one of the few quarterbacks I've ever seen in the history of football that seems to enjoy running the ball and actually enjoy getting in physical contact while he's running. And uh, sure, he can get knocked out on the first time he does it, but I'm going to go with the odds. I love Gardner Minshew over 19 and a half yards rushing. So 
as I'm finishing that up, the Yankees have just been eliminated from the playoffs. So go ahead, and who's your first uh, prop bet that you love? All right, let's uh, let's stick with the uh, rushing of, of quarterbacks, and uh, I, I'm going to go with, with Carson Wentz at plus 14.5. I'm going to take the over on that. This is a banged-up line. They're going to be after him. They don't have a lot of passing options. <laughs> There's not the most skill at the receiver position. Right, so that connectivity is not going to be there. That's normally there. And I think uh, Wentz will be forced to run it a little bit more. He's done it in two games in a row. The 14.5 is way too low in my estimations. Yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a strong defense, but that's part of the reason why I think he will run for more than 14.5 yards because he will be running to get out of the way. Well, definitely running for his life. Uh, he takes a lot of hits and uh... – he has no problem running the ball, so we'll see how that goes. So that uh, we've we've uh, given one each. Uh, my, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna announce my second and third props because they're with the same player. I am loving Mike Davis over 37 and a half yards receiving, and over five and a half receptions for the game as well. I looked and studied the games that the Panthers played against um, the Falcons last year. Now, I'm not saying Mike Davis is Christian McCaffrey by any means, but Mike Davis is a good, good football player. And they had no interest in covering McCaffrey, drop-offs. And this year, Teddy Bridgewater loves doing that. He loves throwing the ball to Mike Davis. Mike Davis has made a lot of big plays in the passing game this year uh, as well. I think this is really a sure thing. Over the yards um, and over receptions as well. And if you watched the Atlanta-Green Bay game last year, I mean uh, this past Monday night, uh, and you saw that touchdown pass to Aaron Jones, there wasn't a Falcon defender within probably 10 yards of Aaron Jones. And somehow that Falcons defense turned Jamal Williams into the next coming of LaDainian Tomlinson with like eight or nine catches. I'm loving Mike Davis, over-receiving yards, over-receptions. Absolutely love it. Well, you took one of mine, and that was the receiving yards. So I like Mike Davis as well, over 37 and a half. So I won't, I won't talk any more on, on that one. Uh, but I will take a player in that uh, Houston-Jacksonville uh, game, DJ Shark, uh, four and a half receptions against the Houston Texan uh, defense. And Shark is the main weapon in this offense. Uh, he had a good week returning last week. He's had a, he had a very good game against uh, Houston last year. Uh, so I'm going with DJ Shark receptions over. You're, you're actually, uh, it's plus 102 on that bet, by the way. Uh, so I like DJ Shark uh, plus four and a half in receptions against the Houston Texans this week. Yeah, that's a, that's 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 an yeah, that's a that's a you know that's an interesting one. I'm wondering why that you know seems seems low. I'm just wondering why that one is so low. But uh, we shall see how that one turns out. And um, my next one is Evan Ingram. Um, I love Ingram. Ingram. The Cowboys' defense was much better last year. And Ingram really, really had two great games against the Cowboys last year. So I'm looking at this thing right now. I believe it's 48 and a half <clears throat> yards over. Love that one. And I'm even going to take over receptions, four and a half for Ingram. So I'm loving Ingram. I'm going to do a double barrel on that one. Over yards, 
over receptions, Evan Ingram versus the Cowboys. Okay, I like it. I hope my Giants show up and play this week. Let's see. Um, okay, I'm going to go with uh, a, a, a quarterback play here, and it's uh, Jared Goff. Like I said, they're traveling across the country. I didn't like the way the offense looked last week against the Giants. Uh, the Washington uh, football team has a better defense. Uh, playing at home, maybe a little inspired with the quarterback change. Uh, I, I just didn't like what I saw last week, and I believe it will be under pressure. But under 267 yards passing for Jared Goff, and that's what I'm going for in, uh, in, in my next pick. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely uh... – I, I think I think I like that one as well. I mean, I already talked that I thought Higby was my uh, was was my fade for the week. And uh, the last one is they they don't have a line up on this yet, so I can't. I'm just saying I love it whenever the line comes out because I just you know it's not going to be too obnoxious. I hope, but it's a Sunday night game, and I love Chris Carson over rushing yards against the Vikings. Um, I just have a feeling this is going to be a game where he's going to get a lot of volume, a lot of carries, and a lot of yards. So it isn't out yet, but, uh, you know, maybe we'll uh, see if we can come back and do another one maybe before the Sunday night game. I don't know. But if not, just check it out when the player props come up on the Seahawks-Viking game. As for yardage, I'm looking at DraftKings, and it's not up as of yet. But I'm loving Chris Carson on Sunday night over yards, he's going to rush for 100 yards in that game. Ah, okay. Interesting. Very interesting. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, the last one I'm going to take is, is, is a player who hasn't played in a couple of weeks uh, against an off, a defense that struggled to stop kind of those intermediary passes. But I love Juju this week, uh, 56 and a half yards receiving. Uh, I think you'll see him, you know, he's had a little bit of time to rest. He, he had a little bit of a banged up uh, knee a few weeks ago. But I like Juju going over 56 yards, uh, 56 and a half yards receiving this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, well, I've finished mine. Do you have any others that you wanted to give out? Did you talk about all five of yours yet? I, 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 I did because I, we both had the same in Mike Davis. So I think, yeah, you just didn't go over the Davis stuff again. Were there any that you were like looking at or contemplating or still may give it a, you know, some thinking about over the next couple of days? Yeah, there's just, just one you know, from the player that I mentioned earlier. You, you got me a little psyched out at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm, but I still think Hunt's going to have a good game. And, and Hunt's receiving yards, 24 and a half yards. That seems too low for me. I, I just can see him taking a few of those swing passes and doing some stuff with it. So Kareem Hunt, 24 and a half yards receiving is one that I'm definitely contemplating. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think, you know, he gets, he catches enough balls. I mean, I think uh, they throw it to him enough and, you know, it's one of those games. He certainly could do that. Look, he could do that on one, on one reception. He's, he's that good, but uh, yeah, that's uh that's an interesting one, and uh, yeah, I'm just taking a look at the Garoppolo uh, one now that I, uh, I mentioned that I liked him, and I'm looking at uh, Garoppolo for passing yards, and uh, what is this? Yeah, so I, I yeah that one that one again. There's some of these because of because of injuries, uh, they just have touchdown passes up. They don't have yards yet. Some of these things, I guess it'll, it'll all be up. But all the lines up to the Sunday games usually up on Saturday, no matter what, after they kind of figure out who's playing or not. Yes, that's correct. And sometimes they are, some of them are moving on Sunday morning based on those, uh, you know, 1130 Eastern time is when uh, the, the first list come out of, of the player actives and not. So there will be some small shifts around that time, but most of them are in place by Saturday evening. 
Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how it turns out. I would have to say that between the two of us, uh, our percentage on these prop wagers is is is, is been very strong. Um, so we'll hope we'll keep that going. Uh, and maybe some of these uh, under-the-radar sleeper guys, you can make a good hit on DraftKings if you use one of those guys. If uh, Zacchaeus or Fulgham do, do something, you know, you could make a good hit. I mean, I'm not saying to key any of those guys or play the millionaire maker and put them in there. But if you're playing a few of those DraftKings lineup, sprinkle them in. It allows you a lot of good ownership leverage, and it also allows you to put some of the players that you feel um, or kind of sure things for the week. And if uh, one of those players has a big game, you know, could make a, you could make a good hit. And I think uh, you're always striving for ownership leverage. And when everyone else is zigging, you're trying to zag. So that's the philosophy uh, that I like to use, especially on DraftKings. All right, so we got a lot of football ahead. You know, three days straight, <laughs> three days straight of football. Uh, when we look at, uh, of course, college football tomorrow, but when we look at Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday coming up, let's hope we don't have the same amount of drama because we had stuff coming out at eleven thirty midnight last week on Saturday uh, uh, of Saturday the night before the games. And you know, we've talked about this stuff being prepared, you know, have substitution lists, things like that. You know, we've spoken about it. Other, other leagues are implementing it. It's a smart way to go, but let's hope that drama is reduced this week and we're able to have a full week of football. Absolutely. And, then, so, look, the, and, and the NFL has been doing, you know, they've been doing a lot of work. They want this season to progress. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 all you can do at this point is take this on a week by week basis and, uh, and and hope for the best and uh and and see how it plays out and uh just hope this you know could be you know as 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 good as possible considering the circumstances that we're under right now absolutely well Wiz, enjoy your evening enjoy the college football tomorrow uh we will see if there's anything breaking maybe we'll do something before the sunday games but uh if we don't we certainly have a lot to cover uh, as the week progresses so uh have fun everybody and good luck this weekend Thanks, Wiz. Yep. Plato's, Plato's prop bet, so it's going to win this week. <laughs> I love it.